Hey everybody, it's Harry. Welcome to another episode of Austin Pudding Presents the Podcast. Getting right into right into gear with season three. Our guest this week is Lava Girl. So last week I was joined by Ben. This week in the co-host chair is gonna be Dylan. Uh and yeah, we have Lava Girl on. They're a producer, DJ. They make uh they make like a very eclectic variety of electronic music. So I do want to point out at the top, get a reminder later in the episode, I'll, you'll hear me again. But there's a little time jump, and I couldn't really find a clean edit for it. But I cut out a good section in the second half of the overall audio I had, which was like two hours. At one point, I say the word gargoyle. and. I ended up talking about a cartoon from the 90s called Gargoyles for a solid like 10 minutes, which Lava Girl and Dylan had not seen. And that's not an interesting conversation. Uh, yeah, so that's my bad for derailing that. Eventually, we got back on track and we pick up with a, <laughs> a funny conversation about uh, indoor shopping malls. And it, it's it's better. <laughs> so I'll throw a reminder in that it's, you know, just suspend your disbelief. So what the, the thing about this show, Gargoyles, and I, I'm going to waste more time talking about it. I've been trying to find anyone else who has seen this show. And for the life of me, I cannot. So anyway, yeah, if you've seen the show Gargoyles, please give a shout out and let me know. Because that would be great. But without further ado, here is Lava Girl. Oh, I should, I should also mention that you'll hear two of Lava Girl's songs throughout the episode. You'll hear Endless in a second after uh, you're done listening to me ramble on about nothing. Um, and at the end of the show, you're going to hear Pure. So enjoy.
Talking about internet demons. Demons of all kinds. Yeah. Oh, and, and then a, the terrifying aspects of AI. And I was just saying how there's a, a chat GPT for mixing music now. And you like 
tell it like the video tutorial was so fun because it was like oh i want this synth to sound like icy and distant and it was like oh okay i'll add reverb and delay like okay <laughs> so yeah you just you just tell the ai how you want to mix the song now which i guess is fine if you're like not trying to get too overwrought in the details which like i definitely can but mm. i don't know it just seems weird to be so disconnected from the specific sonic choices you're making it's like it just seems like you throw a few buzzwords at it and then it will spit back something but like it's hard to see um exactly how your vision can translate to something like that if you have like if you're coming in with a specific idea i guess if you're just like i want to produce results fast and i want to have a song yeah it, it just seems lazy it's just the same thing with the visual art ai stuff it's just like you're taking away all of the discipline of learning the craft and i'm not trying to be like pretentious about like the technique of things but it's like i feel like it's worth spending time yeah. understanding the medium you're working in yeah i mean in some sense it's also like the ten thousand hour rule where like you're trying to are you trying to like get good and proficient at at doing this thing or like are you just kind of because on on and from a different point of view i i get why you want to like streamline the process especially with like the current music economy that's very like it's very consumptive and like things happen very very quickly and you like as an artist there's like a pressure to release stuff constantly right right content 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 yeah. also we we have dylan now dylan's joined what's up he's connecting to audio but <laughs> yes so, like there is there is a pressure to like always have something going coming out but it's yeah no it, it feels it feels very disconnected from like the actual content of the music itself and not just content for content's sake yeah we're getting real postmodern with it <laughs> dylan you with us i'm with you now for some reason my headphones were working at first but we're here okay nice yeah uh you want to weigh in you were talking about ai and then AI sure. used to like produce music. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of opinions on this. One because I think it's horrible for art's sake, and also it's horrible in that it could maybe eliminate what I do <laughs> professionally, so that I can do art stuff. So like, it's hitting me on both ends right now, and it's not good. Yeah, that's not uh, particularly like a novel thought, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> There's also like AIs for writing now. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I saw I saw one that it's like it'll it'll write the like most of the content of whatever you're trying to you give it like certain instructions and parameters. And I was just like, you know, I already grew up knowing that the thing I wanted to be <laughs> was already obsolete. Yeah. I mean same. <laughs> and like but I was just like, oh yeah, no one like you can't be like a a famous novelist in <laughs> now unless you're like actually just like a horrible uh, yeah unless you're james patterson or that mormon guy that does all the fantasy novels that i just read about <laughs> but yeah uh no i feel the same way and it was like 
well, I found this kind of niche thing in, you know, tech writing where it's like, oh, I can kind of do the skills I've cultivated and get paid for it. And now it's like, well, that window might be closing too. And all those kids who write essays for each other, they're out of a side hustle. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I paid for weed in college that way, freshman year. (laughs) I was like my roommate who didn't like to read or write would come home from it. Like we had to take a writing class freshman year. And he would like come home and he's like, yeah, you, I have to write the, like one page about fucking Samuel Beckett's Endgame. And I was like, I've never read it, but give me like, I don't know, that sounds like a two hour ordeal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I see you're smart. I never enterprised my reading and writing. I really should have. <laughs> I just, I just paid for read out of my own pocket like an idiot. Got to be friends with like STEM kids. They are, they are afraid of essays. <laughs> Yeah, that was the issue going to Emerson is everyone oh, wrote yeah. essays. That's, we, all, we all went to school to write essays. I feel like the one good thing about the proliferation of AI is like a benefit to public figures because now they can be like, XYZ scandal, that's not real, that was a deep fake. <laughs> that's true. Like the, the Pope in the, uh, the puffy jacket thing. You're I was sad that, was that, real, that wasn't real, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was crushed. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's... It get, like it got my hopes up in a way that I don't know. Seeing seeing the Pope in that drip was like, you know, I did briefly believe in the power of the Lord, but yeah. <laughs> and you and you went to Catholic school too. I did go to Catholic school, and they, like they weren't able to convince me, right? <laughs> but that that puffy jacket that fit almost had you. That put the fear of God in you. Yeah. Not the fear, but <laughs> God, God is love. And that, like, I felt that's so much true. love. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I'll agree with that. Yeah. And uh, not, yeah, not, to get, not to get too religious on this is a non-denominational show. We're, but. we're going from how we paid for weed to, to the Bible real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost hoped it was like, when I found out it was fake, I was like, oh, are they going to bring back young Pope and have it be like cool Pope? Turns out, no. I do respect how he, I think he doesn't, he follows zero people on social media. That's pretty cool. And yeah, like, and I know the reason is probably like, I follow nobody but the, but the Lord. Yes. <laughs> Even though he's, he's from Argentina and not like Italy. If, if that, if you could call that an Italian accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you playing Mario in the Mario movie? <laughs> I wish I would do a much better job. That's true. I agree with that. Yo, that one's only in theaters. I might have to just drag my ass out of the house to go see it. <laughs> yeah, you, you can go to the one in Watertown that's definitely not a drug front. What's even playing right now, other than the Mario movie? Like, I guess um, Cocaine Wick. Bear? Oh, shit. John I gotta Wick. See, I gotta see that. I saw Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Did you like oh. it? It was... Okay, well, one thing to note... I saw it on National Bear Day. I didn't even plan that. That's good. (laughs) Is that bear like the animal or bear like the gay subculture? No, why not both? Sure. Yeah. Did you know when when did you, in relation to seeing it, did you find out that it was National Bear Day? Was it like the day after? Because I saw like I saw something like on social media about Bear Day, and it was like, oh, one day ago. I was like, no shit. I just knew it in my soul. It was meant to be. 
Yeah, that movie was crazy, though. I was kind of impressed. It had more of a plot than I had anticipated. Sure. It was pretty gory. That's what I've heard, yeah. A lot of people told me it's gory. I was excited that the uh, Ikea TikTok guy was in it. I still haven't seen it. I should go. Oh, my God. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I forget his name, but if you're listening. Shout out. <laughs> Great comic relief in that film. A-plus job. Yeah. Yeah, what else is playing? I feel like Avatar is probably still in theaters, right? I don't know. Oh, uh, probably. It'll be, it'll be in theaters for like 20 years. Yeah, that's fair. And, and some places are playing like all the ones that won Oscars. Mm. True. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drag my ass to a movie theater just to see something. Honestly, I just like popcorn. I've said this before. Yeah. But I would go, I would go to a movie theater. I like, I wish they had that whole setup but instead of a play, playing a movie you just let me like lie in those reclining seats i'll bring like a blanket i'll get i'll buy snacks and just play like ambient music and let me take a two hour that's nap. that's really what i want to do so bad no i'm with it absolutely yeah. like that would i think be it'd be fun incredible like like i go see all the the shitty marvel movies the, the occasional good one too but i go see all the shitty marvel yeah. movies like yeah like a late night show on a weekend when there's nobody around i get super high sure and i I go sit there with my little snacks i bring a big jacket and i sit under it and i don't care how bad that movie is i have a great time yeah that sounds great i think i should join you one of these times i hell yeah (laughs) Uh, there's a lot of shitty there's a lot of shitty marvel movies out there they're on a three-month schedule like they come out yeah they have like three a year I think they should extend it to like a nine month schedule. Maybe the maybe they'd be a little bit better. I wish they'd take a just take a break. Just take a break, right? They can't stop. They stay making shows. I know. Movies, oh my god. Everything. And same with Star Wars too. It's like, and I even like Star Wars, but I can't keep up with all that. It's just too much. Well, I I like them both in theory. You know, like a, yeah, I grew up loving Star Wars and Marvel shit, and I'm just like, same. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> oh, content burnout. Literally. Like the guy in the green mile, like I'm tired, boss. <laughs> like be- begging Mickey Mouse, looks on my knees, like please, please, no you more. Own, you own the rights to like seventy percent of my childhood. <laughs> I'm just. Can you just relax? Let me catch up. <laughs> Make like an an original, like one of your classic style movies. Like, where's that been? For ages? <laughs> You know what they should do is like you know like when shows run out like when TV shows run out of bits so they just do like a clip show. They should do mm-hmm. a Marvel clip show, but it's a movie, but it's just like all the important bits from like the last ten yeah. movies. That would be helpful for people who haven't got to see all yeah. of the different movies and who don't really care at this point. Right, to see all of them. If you want to crash course, yeah, <laughs> it's like uh they did that with like Dragon Ball Z abridged. Sure. Where it's like, you know, they cut out a lot of the superfluous, just like two dudes, like, like hovering across from each other and like just powering up and like screaming like. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I've never watched Dragon Ball Z, but that sounds like that'd be my favorite part. It Like, it's it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. But it, it also like because there's hundreds of episodes, it gets a sure. little daunting to like have to sift through that. That's fair. I mean, the plot, it's not like the plot matters of Dragon Ball Z. It's like, you know, Goku dies and then mm-hmm. he's gone for like 20 episodes until they find the Dragon Balls and bring him back. Mm. There you go. Yeah. 
And it's, it's just that cycle repeats. Classic. That sounds great. I should start watching it. I love a good anime that never ends, where they're just like, no, this never has to end. At Boom, all. back to life. Yeah. The, like, there's so many. And, like, I won't watch Naruto or One Piece at this point because I feel like mm. I've missed the boat. <laughs> No, like sure. no shade to those fans. Like I, I, like I had Inuyasha when I was a teenager, and that yeah. was like, that's like almost two hundred episodes, mm-hmm. and that got too much for me. Although I still fucking love it, but yeah, yeah, some shows are a real commitment. Yeah, I don't know. I've just never, I've never had an anime moment. I'm sure it will happen to me. For the amount of Japanese ambient music I like, I feel like at this point. <laughs> It's just, it's just sort of coming down the pipeline next, but hasn't quite happened yet. We'll find you an anime. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to find yeah. me one. That's, <laughs> Get me going. The, yeah, by the end of this episode. <laughs> Sophia and I will have found an anime for you. Do some matchmaking. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's my anime. <laughs> I can watch that show. Episodes I've seen it a thousand times, and I'll still, I'll still find some joy in it. And I love shows like that. Yeah, that you can just like kind of throw on at any point in their run. Yeah, Seinfeld too. Right, so I'm, not even, I'm not even really watching. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, I remember that bit, and then I think about, <laughs> I think about that bit for the next month. The gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. Yeah, there are just moments from Seinfeld that are just locked in my brain. Oh yeah. Forever, always. <laughs> it's like the one when uh, Jerry's explaining. The dirty talking to George and he squeezes the ketchup bottle and it like shoots out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's George an old timer. Is gay. George is definitely I could see that. George might be gay. Just like think about that next time you're watching and a bunch of things are gonna click. Cause when I sure. noticed it, I was like, damn. <laughs> I can't unsee it. <laughs> Is he gay and just like in the closet, or is he like? Oh yeah, heavily, gay. heavily yeah, closeted. Yeah, that that's where all the, you know, the anxiety comes from. Yeah, it just it, all these things start to make a lot of sense when you're like, oh, he's just really frustrated. Yeah, interesting. I'm gonna start a rewatch with that in mind. Yeah, same. Wow. Do you think Larry David's in the closet then? <laughs> I don't think on the so. record right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Larry David is just like I think I think Larry David's ace, to be honest. Like even in Curb, he's like he's like married to Cheryl and he's like, you can't even bother to have sex with her. That's so true. Yeah, no, but I think in real life, Larry David strikes me as very uninhibited while George is just like like he's waiting to boil over any second. Yeah. <laughs> What, the Larry David that we know might also just be like a, an advanced Larry David. That's true. That's like, oh, I, you know, I made one of the most successful shows of all time. I don't have to be as like anxiety ridden and like, yeah, that was probably like also slightly, a, you know, an exaggeration at the time. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, George is just like the like the base, like the worst parts of all of, all of us. And that's why we love him. Yeah. Although it was cool when. Larry David yelled at at Alan Dershowitz at a supermarket in Martha's Vineyard. That was cool. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't you, I don't know if you that. heard about that. I love it. I did not hear about that. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I I have a well a secondhand Dershowitz 
Martha's Vineyard story. Like a former boss of mine, uh, his family like has a house down there, and like every summer mm-hmm. he would go down for like a week or two and like you know do like grounds work and like ma- any maintenance on the house that was required. Sure. Uh, like and then one like one morning he woke up early and like just took a walk down by the beach and he saw Alan Dershowitz standing like ankle deep in the ocean, completely naked, just like standing <laughs> out facing the sea. That would haunt me for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. right. I could I would never recover from that. And I was like, I I, I kind of don't believe you, but like also there's there's a bunch of like Dershowitz Martha's Vineyard stories. I don't know, like people just run into him. Yeah, it's David. Yeah, why does that evil man get to be so easy breezy with it? Like, I know, yeah, seriously. Can't you just go to Ken and Bunk like everyone, every other like rich Republican asshole? Like, why do you gotta go to the vineyard? Come on, you don't get to stay free at Mar a Lago, exactly. <laughs> also, uh, happy day after the Trump indictment, true. Oh my yeah, God. I'm still, it's still sinking in for me. Yeah, what was that tweet I saw? I was like, it's not real until I see a perp walk. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I need the proof. I need the proof in the pudding. I need ah. that hey. Yeah. Alston Pudding possesses documents that will be crucial in the indictment of Donald Trump. Like, we're going to be called up as a key witness. Yeah. And I'm excited. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen... We got him. We got him. <laughs> Mission we did accomplished. It, <laughs> uh, no, I got I got uh, like thirty minutes before <laughs> this started. Uh, this talk, uh, I got like a, a text that's like all caps. Please read the secure message from President Donald J. Trump on his <laughs> indictment. And I was like, oh boy, this is gonna be good. <laughs> so I like read through. The defend yeah. our movement text. Oh, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be totally normal and definitely not unhinged. And let me guess, he said, even if I did do it, it wasn't illegal. Actually, <laughs> actually, no. It's, you know, it's mostly blaming the Soros funded district yeah. attorney, yeah. the <laughs> radical left Democrats, which is right. Like, I love, I love the labeling of, uh, centrist democrats as the radical left oh yeah the radical left (laughs) it's like that like subtle like anti-semitism too when they keep like emphasizing manhattan like these manhattan lawyers these manhattan this these manhattan that and it's like we know what you're doing like oh lord come on they need sounds like they need to watch 21 jump street (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like the, the og series or the or the movie no, the movie. For like, thank okay. you, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Bewitched by his charisma. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Totally yeah, forgot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the Kanye thing. Oh my Jonah god. Jonah Hill right. ended anti-Semitism. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> I just uh, like the tweets of like going back in time, not to kill Hitler, but to show him a DVD copy of Super. Right. <laughs> Yeah, wait till he sees Moneyball, and he's really good. Oh, my God. Jonah Hill is so good in Moneyball. (laughs) He really is. Period. If that performance can't stop anti-Semitism, then... What can? Yeah. All right, what else we got? 
don't know. I'm now now I'm just thinking about this witch hunt will backfire massively on Joe Biden with backfire massively all caps. That's really good. I hope they put the whole thing on TV. Yeah, and obviously and obviously at the end it's like please make a donation and I was like, "Uh, oh, you lost me." <laughs> <laughs> you really had me right until then. I don't know why they have my number, but obviously this must stop. But also I kind of want to that was the thing when when Twitter banned him like 2 days before he was out of office, I was kind of like, "Well, you know what? Now I I I want to see what he's up to." Like I'd rather know Right? Yeah. Keep some eyes on him. Not that I'm going to... Are you volunteering? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> enough, enough about him. Enough about that. Well, I'll, so... continue, I'll continue to give podcast updates as the season progresses on yeah. how that, that's all going. I think, uh, I think that's good. We should have a little, a little bumper, too. That seems like a perfect segue to talk about Lava Girl's music. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to the demos you sent over and vibing and having a great time. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I got to open it so I can dish the name. Is this the official name of the, the project? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Faith and chaos. I like that you didn't even ask if you're allowed to talk about this. You just went ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Are, are, are we... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you are definitely. All right, cool. <laughs> I wouldn't have sent you guys demos if it wasn't definitely okay. Sick. We're professionals. We're all professionals here. You're yeah. <laughs> I can claim no professionalism. <laughs> Semi professional. Like, that's, that's what my preparation for these interviews has become is like, uh, I'll listen to your music a bunch in the, the build up and there might be talking points but we're just gonna wing it that is exactly how i like it i mean go with the flow yeah yeah it's a podcast not an interview it's improv improv <laughs> yes yes and <laughs> all right <laughs> enough of that <laughs> It's honestly like me for me to get into improv would be a, like I was a theater kid through high school and college. So that's like a step up. Like improv is a step up from that, I think. I think I would disagree with a, you. Not a huge, I don't know, not a huge step up. Improv is kind of, I feel like it's its own world. It's a totally, it's just so like the structure of it. And like, I don't know, I feel like it's, I don't know that many actors, but I feel like people who do strictly improv, they got kind of a different vibe to people who do like stage plays, you know? Yeah. I, my, I have a lot of opinions on this, and my opinions are that at least theater kids for the most part are just like keep the acting on the stage. Comedy kids are just doing bits mm. all the time, and they're never not performing. I agree with the latter, but I don't agree with the former. <laughs> I mean, it's just my experience. I live, with, I live with some comedy kids in college who are good friends of mine. I love y'all, but also, if you're, you know, if you're listening to this, no offense, but you guys were, you guys were annoying as fuck, and I hated it. Sometimes we just got to be real. We got to drop the bit and just talk as like human it sucked. To human. It really sucked. Uh, I'll, similarly, I love people I did theater with, but. Uh... <laughs> annoying 
stuff and like it's not even none of them individually are that annoying but it's like as a as a group dynamic and maybe like yeah okay that's fair yeah maybe you've interacted with like actors like on an individual level where you're just like oh this is a normal person yeah group dynamic that might be it like theater Mm -hmm. kids can always find each other yeah (laughs) is that they like we we know sure they got like some marker that they can sense like that little diamond that the sims have above their head like (laughs) yeah they can all see it and we can't so you've you've carried yourself different Mm. is there like a like a sign you're like you're like jeep nod like when people (laughs) is there a thing for for stage actors there must be uh yeah it's like quoting shakespeare probably (laughs) (laughs) saying stuff like i don't know not wanting to say the name of macbeth sure oh yeah no that's a dead ass giveaway if if you say macbeth and someone goes like cringes theater kid right away (laughs) i'm gonna start using that in 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 the wild like repellent an upperclassman at one like i said macbeth in the theater the Mm -hmm. upperclassman was like you have to go outside like I had to like walk outside the th- or what he told me to do was walk outside the theater and like spin around three times and like say Macbeth 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 and then walk back in. And sure. I was, and Gotta I was just it. like, I was like, no. And he was like, but it's bad <laughs> luck. And I was like, come what may. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing went wrong. Everything was fine, probably. But like always, something always goes wrong. Like on sure. the build up, but like that's why you rehearse. Yeah, my version of that uh, is, and don't hold this against me, but uh, I got a bad penalty in football once in high school, and I had to do three 1,000-yard dashes in a row, and it sucked. So I didn't do that anymore. Yeah. So that's, the, that's the moral of the story. I didn't say Macbeth. Good way to learn. Yeah. I did theater because I didn't make the football team. <laughs> And so I was like, well, what's the next, what's the next closest thing? That's, ex- that's, that's a pretty good parallel. I did there because I didn't want to wake up and be on the crew team. Oh, sure. I thought about it. Yeah. But then I found out you had to wake up before the sun. I was like, yeah, like, okay. Yeah. So that's not Because I want to sing. And then mm. I realized I mostly was just in it for the music. <laughs> <laughs> I only ever did one musical. Because I didn't like them, and so I did musical. Uh, did one because I was like, maybe I shouldn't be, you know, maybe I should try like try to be more open to this. And then I didn't like it, and so I was like, all right. <laughs> Which one was it? <laughs> it was Urine Town. Shut up! I was in Urine Town too. <laughs> hey. who, who, who were you in Urine Town? I was just in the ensemble, but it was oh, okay. it was hilarious. I had a great time. <laughs> I mostly was too, but I was also what is it like Old Man Strong, like the guy who. Like the main character's father, who like is the first one to pee. Oh yeah, get, he gets got. Yeah, yeah. And that's what like it's the inciting incident. He doesn't have a song or anything, mm-hmm. but I was like, all right, cool. Not a huge role, but like important role. Mm. Yeah, yeah, integral to the plot. Yeah, the, yeah. The the plot doesn't really start without me dying, so I can get behind that. <laughs> You know, the party don't stop until I drop dead. Or the party don't start until <laughs> I drop dead. Either way. 
you could you could die twice <laughs> at the beginning of the party and then at the end of the party. Rejected James Bond titles. You yeah, can <laughs> you can die twice. <laughs> All right, favorite James Bond theme song. Go. This is a tough one, mostly because yeah. I d- I don't know any of the names. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not really. I like the main one. I don't know the one that's in Goldeneye a lot. The classic yeah. one. Yeah. Or or do you mean the Goldeneye like theme music? That's fucking yeah. Yeah, like like from the from the video game. That's the one I know the most. That's that's a perfectly acceptable answer. Okay, I'm going with that one then. Yeah, I got to agree. That was the first one that comes to mind. They were in their bag for that. They were absolutely in their bag for that. There's a lot of like underrated video game music. It's true. Oh my god, true. But say now there's all those like compilations on YouTube of like late 90s early 2000s like liquid drum and bass soundtracks songs oh yeah yeah. i don't don't, i'm obsessed with them i would listen to every single one like ape escape music oh yeah i have a i have a compilation on Bandcamp that's like like what you're saying but it's just it's all just n64 samples and it covers like pretty much every every like subgenre of electronic music and like i definitely dropped a couple of those during the set that you and I DJed recently, Dylan. That Lava Girl, you were originally going to be on, but then you unfortunately got sick. Ugh, life had to come and get in the way. I know. It's okay. We'll have a redemption. Yeah, we, rain, we definitely will. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what has an insanely hard theme song? Tetris. True. Yeah. Did you? Oh, shit. What is what is the? Oh, I gotta find the name of the series. Um, oh, oh, uh, extreme extreme G for N sixty four, like a racing game. Hmm. Uh, where you were like you were on like you were on. They were like motorcycles, but they didn't have any like there wasn't like a person on it. It was just the oh. bikes racing, kind of. But it's, okay. it, it's all the soundtrack is all trance. And I yeah. was playing this at like uh, seven years old, and I yeah. was like, you know, looking back, I'm like, you know, that that was really influential in me getting into electronic music. Mm. Hell yeah! Uh, so definitely recommend some throwing that soundtrack on if you yeah. want some like peak '90s trance. Yeah, That's a good rec. Yeah, this wasn't like the, the the video game that got me into electronic music. Wasn't it? Wasn't like music created specifically for the game and it was just like a good playlist but ssx3 oh yeah yeah so much big beat so much like cool electronica on that on that game shout out to video game soundtracks in general yeah i think that'd be a cool job oh yeah a music director for a video game yeah before ai before ai takes that from us too (laughs) don't say it Do you have any any games that like you feel like the music for are particularly influential to you? You know what game has really awesome music? Um, I played just in the past few years though, Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks. I have not heard of that at all. It's it's crazy. Um, basically, you travel to this island where they have these creatures called Bug Snacks, and they're like half animal, half food. And all the characters who live on this island have a different relationship with these things. Like, 
some of them kind of have this like drug-like effect with the bug snacks and like mm. they'll want to eat them and because it makes them feel really good but it also will like turn parts of their body into the food that it is it's so trippy and the so what you have to do is you kind of have to collect all of the different bug snacks and like learn the secret behind what they actually are Looks then there's another odd. character who's like he's like no we shouldn't be eating them because like they're my friends blah blah, blah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but like the game is like very silly but also at other points has some real moments where they talk about like mental health and stuff like that there's oh wow some great queer representation in some of the main characters and the music is so fun and synthy and playful and the whole world is just very like colorful and fun so definitely recommend this looks i'm i'm like playing a video while you're describing it of like a playthrough first of all the guy doing the playthrough is wearing a red Sox hat so let's go hey uh, but yeah no this like this looks pretty funky i i'm digging the just the vibe of the the universe and i think um like the official theme song that plays in the credits kiro kiro benito did oh, oh that's a big pull yeah absolutely yeah love them love them all right i'm gonna check this out what 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 platform is this on uh it's on switch and like the playstations pc and mac so okay hmm xbox it seems like it's on everything <laughs> love it if right, anyone li- listening yeah if you're if you're a gamer rise up it pretty it <laughs> seems pretty accessible and i was actually just talking with a coworker earlier today about like i haven't played like a a video game in a little bit that wasn't just like mm. me busting down on fifa with some friends trying to start sure. speaking of game soundtracks fifa always delivers FIFA's gotten me into so much music. That's how I got into Block Party, one of my favorite bands. Shout out. Look at you now. Yeah. I went from a a sad middle schooler to a sad adult. 2K also. 2K, definitely. Got some bangers. The first time I heard the Postal Service was in an MLB game. Like, I think MLB, like, 2002 or 2003. Sure. That's amazing. (laughs) And then, like, two years later, like, my best friend who was, like, playing them, and I was, like, such great heights. Like, I know this. I know this track. I used to, like, jack homers to it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that you were saying track even then. I was definitely not saying track as a teenager. I probably wasn't. That's, that's <laughs> you know. That feels like such a distinctly, like, I listen to electronic music thing to call it a track and not a song. Or if you're just listening on, like, a Walkman. Uh, I'd probably still call it a song back then, at least. I feel like I was the kid that was like, this album. <laughs> this they, don't, they just don't make albums like this anymore. It'd be me talking about, like, the Beatles one. <laughs> they don't make albums like this anymore they don't <laughs> me listening to Bach Fugues <laughs> like they, they just don't make albums like this anymore yeah me when those tubular bells hit listening to medieval church Gregorian chants yeah <laughs> I once made a mashup of uh, I was listening to 
like a Gregorian chants album on YouTube. And it was basically like Gregorian chants set to like trip hop beats. And I was like, this is so cool. And I actually said sick. That goes hard. I took one of them and like put like a Tupac acapella for like Tupac's me against the world acapella over oh it. yeah and it's it like it fits so well and i did this in i think i did it in audacity too like <laughs> that's how long ago it was <laughs> you, and you had the audacity to do that yeah Yo, drop that that sounds crazy it's, yeah it's i want to hear it it's somewhere it's somewhere yeah that sounds real hard it clips hard because i downloaded the files from youtube but like mm-hmm. shout out youtube to youtube to wave amen got me through a lot of a lot of tough times sam amen i can't find this song anywhere else so yeah it's a harry original yeah <laughs> but yeah i'll i'll let you know when that when it's gonna drop perfect one of these band camp fridays yeah there need yeah there needs to be more gregorian chants sampled in contemporary music i think and i'm not yeah. like I'm not kidding. Like that. Like it's a it's a pretty sick sound, and it's it's as classic as you can get. Right. It's yeah. like, well, if you if you like Cocteau Twins, like this isn't that much further. <laughs> I like when Playboy Cardi vamp anthem. Yeah. That sample that went crazy. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, he did that!" But let's go back even further. You know. Seriously. That sample does go insanely hard, though. I. Had- I kind of been waiting for someone to sample that. And you got it. I do feel like Gregorian chants, classical, like that whole realm is kind of undersampled. Mm. And there's a there's plenty you can do with it, I think. You got all those strings. You can make so many like vocal pads with it. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to hear some more lutes. Yeah, I want to got got to get me some bassoons. That'd be good. I'd yeah. be into that. When is the hyperpop X classical moment gonna happen? That's a free idea for anyone anyone listening. I love that because like when I listen to like like I think like Caroline Polachek, especially like she like she has like a very operatic voice. Oh yeah, like like goes there's, crazy. There's potential there. If she's listening, I know she's a fan yeah. of the show. Yeah, I know she is. And and I'm a fan of her. In case that wasn't clear. Deep down, I think I think most people in the world are fans of this show, even if they haven't heard it. Like it's just like one of those things that's just like in their hearts. Yeah. This is quality stuff. We talk about video games, we talk about improv versus theater kids. We Talk about politics. We touch on all the all the big subjects. <laughs> I couldn't tell you another thing. Those are all the topics. The three big ones, yeah. That like ambient music. <laughs> There's uh, at, they added a new water cooler at at my work. That's like a like a sen- seltzer dispenser. Like oh, there's a, like a nice. spark one. yeah. But then there's like three temperature options, and it's there's hot cold and in the middle that it's called ambient and i it's that, so funny to me that's so good who would want hot seltzer though yeah <laughs> who's the one freak out there that wants hot seltzer 
Oh my god. Can we hang out? No, it, I think it's exclusively for if you if you spill something on your white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> then it, then you got hot you got hot seltzer and it's going to take it right out. <laughs> but <laughs> you got to think outside the box. <laughs> I guess I guess you're right. But yeah, ambient is in the middle instead of like lukewarm or mm -hmm. like lukewarm kind of has like negative connotations even though like in a temperature sense it's really just like room temperature yeah that's and what you want call it room temperature they got to come up with like a catchy like yeah i just want i just want ambient water mm -hmm. i want german base water <laughs> I, I feel like that must water. be <laughs> just drinking straight out of the bong and, and listening to some amen breaks <laughs> Yeah, no tap for me, thanks. I prefer electro water. <laughs> Give me that DJ Stingray water. What's it like going to an office? Uh, I mean, it's so it's less like it's less like an office, and mm -hmm. it's uh like it's a it's a lab. Sure. Like a a sciency lab. Um, Are there other labs? Uh, I mean, I I think a music studio is a lab. That's true. I, I often refer to like, even if I'm just like making a beat at home, I'm like, yeah, I'm in the lab right now. Mm -hmm. I don't do so. I'm full disclosure. I don't do sciencey stuff. I'm not that smart. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I like I like organize help organize the library of like sample material. That that's All like right. as specific as I'll get because I really. Like I don't want work to hear, hear this podcast. Yeah. basically. Yeah, we don't want we don't want to dox you, so you're good. I work with PHI a lot, like personal health information, mm -hmm. and you know, like HIPAA's all all on that. Like I have to can do you, HIPAA training every year. So you tell us what PHI? Can you tell us what HIPAA means? Uh, the health information privacy. Uh oh, shit! What's the first day? Is it is, is it protection? It might be protection. Is it, it two P's or two A's? Uh, I think it's two A's. Oh, okay. I should I should know this. <laughs> I take the goddamn training every year. Uh, well, clearly they're not emphasizing the right. Yeah, thing. I think oh. it's an issue. it's a training issue. It's not a U issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, but it, oh. it, it, it covers like privacy and protection. So that's why it's easy to think the P is is either privacy or protection. But sure. Because it, it also covers like the the transfer of of information. Got it. Yeah. So there's like laws against there's certain restrictions that you have to put in like i couldn't tell you the names of people that we have samples for i don't even know if i can see those names actually because it's like there's that much layers of protection on it sure but yeah fun stuff fun stuff you know it's cool like get to be around sciencey stuff all day and they pay me money yeah I, I basically i i scan test tubes and like put them in i get to i they, we have like an active negative 20 degree celsius freezer where we store a bunch of shit and like i had like we have a special coat that you put on to go in it's so cold in there guys it's you like, got liquid it's, nitrogen and stuff no no i don't i don't we honestly we probably have liquid nitrogen in that building i don't have to work with any of that uh <laughs> we do have a bunch of dry ice which looks so tempting to just, you gonna steal some? I really want to steal some and just because it's like dry ice is so useful. Uh, this oh, I'm gonna have to edit this out. 
<laughs> talking about how I want to steal dry ice from <laughs> from my workplace when we like we have to take dry ice training to like That's know a, how to handle sec. it. Yeah, because it's like like dry ice is not safe to just. Oh no! You gotta wear gloves. Yeah, gloves. You can't like put it in a in like a container that doesn't have proper ventilation because it'll it'll burst the container. Like if you That's... try to put it in a thermos, it would probably burst the thermos. Wow. Uh, but yeah, super cool stuff. The I yeah. call, I like to call it the forbidden icy because it kind of yes. looks like it looks like if you put a little sugar syrup on it, it looks like it would be kind of tasty. You would taste like white cherry. Yeah, <laughs> that's a classic flavor. So the special jacket, what's that look like? Yeah, I want to hear more about the jacket. Oh, it's too. it's, like the it's mostly jacket. just like a winter jacket. It's just like the first you. I have to like buzz my card to go to get into the first door of the freezer. And then they have jackets like lining the wall and like special gloves because it's negative 20 degrees in there. And like mm -hmm. most of the time you just go in there and grab a couple samples. But sometimes you have to like pull the racks down and like they're, they've been sitting in the freezer. So and they're like metal racks. So they're like pretty frigid to the touch. Frigid. That's, hey, a, that's hey. an artist's name that you've released under. It's all connected. Oh, my God. Look at that. Uh, but yeah, so like I was in there for like a good. 10 minutes like last week and it, and i was like it was like i had just spent an hour outside in like you know freezing weather in boston mm -hmm. you know like my like my hand i my hands hurt you know when you can just feel like your bones hurting and i was like oh man bone. this is miserable like it's such it's such a cool room i'm like we have just have this room that's like we just keep these you know like genetic samples in and like it, and it, we just keep this at negative 20 degrees all the time yeah but uh yeah then it like it's miserable if you spend too much time in there <laughs> but it's fun i guess mostly yeah i feel like i feel like a minute or two might be refreshing yeah you know it wakes you up in the morning for sure yeah like it's it's as good as a cup of coffee but yeah, I feel like yeah, five to ten it might you might start getting into the pain range. <laughs> that's why they have the coats and the gloves. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess that's better than if you had a room at work that was mad hot you had to go into. Yeah. It's hard to recover from that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like like if you worked in like a, a spa and like you had to go in the sauna room all the time. Mm, or like a kiln. Ooh, yeah, yeah. A smithy. You'd have to wear all that protective. That's okay. Personal goal of mine. This is something I've always wanted to get into. I want to get into like building armor. Sick. I want to forge my own sword. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Y'all watch. Y'all watch Forged in Fire. Oh, no, that show is crazy. It, yeah. No, but it sounds like it would be up my alley. <laughs> it's so sick. You should watch that show. Yeah, it's like one of those competition shows, but it's for making blades and stuff like that. Yeah. So oh, that, hell yeah. Like, and the blades are cool, but like, I don't know what it is about like weapon forgery, but like, it seems like it's almost entirely like 60 year old white dudes doing it who are like not in great shape. No offense. <laughs> and like, and only one, <laughs> like once every three episodes, they have to bring like a medic on camera to like help the guy because he gets hurt. Uh, and that's, those are my favorite episodes. <laughs> all right. I, I got to check that out. Yeah. It's really good. That, that and bug snacks are my two big takeaways. Yeah, same. 
I gotta check bug snacks. Yeah, I might. I might after this. Like, I'm. I'm gonna like take shots at a show tonight. Uh, but like at once I end this, I might eat dinner and and purchase this on PS4 and have it downloading. So when I get home, I can play some bug snacks. And listen to the synthy soundtrack. Yeah, it's so much fun. And one other thing to note about bug snacks, my favorite bug snack is the one that's a burger, and it's called Bunger. It's just like a cheeseburger with big Google eyes, and it has curly fry legs that it bounces around on. Oh yeah, and it goes around saying Bunger, Bunger, Bunger. <laughs> it's just yeah, so goofy. Me too. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, and Bunger is like one of the friendliest of the bug snacks so it'll come up to you <laughs> are there any hostile bug snacks or is it more just like they're kind of running from you oh yeah some of them are angry like there's one that's a baked potato and oh, like yeah, he'd be it gets pissed. really fired up like it yeah. starts like whistling because it's so hot it starts charging at you i would be so mad if i was a baked potato i'd be like you <laughs> like you could have made french fries if you just put it Come on, on. Like you like you you were lazy and <laughs> not that I don't love baked potatoes, I just wouldn't want to be one. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah. They're convenient when you're feeling lazy. That's true. A little sour cream, a little cheese, you're doing all right. Mm, yes, please. A nice Wendy's baked loaded baked potato. I can't say I've ever had one of those. Yeah, I definitely I definitely wasn't going to Wendy's like let me let me have a baked potato. <laughs> I gaslit my friend into thinking that he now owes me Wendy's chili for life. How'd you do that? So when we were teenagers, yeah, you can't just drop that and then not. Oh no, yeah, no, I, I have an ex- I have the story. I got, it. I got it handy. <laughs> when we were, you know, when we were in high school, we like we would always like hang out and drive around, and there was like a Wendy's in our town. Mm-hmm. And one day, I was just like, Jason, like buy me chili, and he was like, No, and I was like, Yes, buy me chili. And he was like, no. And then every time after we would go to Wendy's, I would, you know, like tell him to buy me. Ch- and I was like, you owe me for the last time. <laughs> and then to, and then, and then, you know, like we went to college, I dropped it completely. And then like in recent years, every time like we, we hang out or we talk, he's like, oh yeah, man, I still owe you that chili. <laughs> You he, it brings, he brings it up brain. unprompted. He, he, oh yeah, he brings it up unprompted, and like, he's one of those friends. Like you know, he, like he's he's the friend who brings up like and he's like, remember that time we did that, and you know, like, but like yeah. So he remembers somehow that he owes me chili, even though he doesn't. And I actually <laughs> I told him this like two years ago, like two summers ago. We were like all hanging, like our friend group was like hanging out in our hometown. Like it was the mm-hmm. one time we were like all home at the same time in like years. Yeah. And, you know, just hanging out, drinking. And this comes up and I was like, he's like, yeah, I still owe you that chili. And I and I was like, I was in front of all our friends. I was like, you know, we like you never owed me chili. And like (laughs) and I like looked at every I was like, you guys remember, like he doesn't owe me chili. Like I told him to buy me chili. And I was like, Jason, I'm giving you this one chance like you have tonight. Like if you. I'm going to admit this to you, like, you can drop this forever, but I'm never going to tell you this again, and I'm going to make everyone else here, like, never bring this moment up again, where, like, I've been revealed to you that, like, 
you you don't owe me this life debt of chili. Yeah. But, but if you keep bringing it up, like I'm going to accept chili from you, like for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Does it have to be Wendy's chili in particular? I It doesn't because he'll talk about making chili and be like, yo, like I just made chili. You should come visit me in Nashville. And I was like, well, <laughs> how about you just like, I'll visit you and then you make chili rather than you telling me the chili's ready. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i'll be right there man uh no he's this this is like one of the kindest people i know i love him to death but he f- completely forgot that i i revealed that information to him like two years ago and so you know as far as i'm concerned i'm just gonna get chilly for life whenever i see him <laughs> yeah so that's how i gaslit my friend into a lifetime of free chili we could all learn from that <laughs> i like i don't support gaslighting unless it's to get myself free food sure <laughs> and you're all in yeah <laughs> then yeah all all bets are off wendy's chili i've never had it don't know that i want it yeah no i i don't i don't know <laughs> i wouldn't recommend it but i, I you know I, I feel like most people have like a, a fast food guilty pleasure of choice yeah mm-hmm. sure i mean do you guys have have any of your own oh Absolutely, Chick Fil A. I'm I'm a bad queer. I'm a very bad queer. <laughs> no, it, well then it's camp. There you go. <laughs> so it's fine. Love Chick Fil A. <laughs> I have. I'm only, trying to say. I've only had their sauce actually. I don't think I've, I've had the sauce. The actual sandwich. The sauce is pretty good. The sauce I, is fire. Yeah. I can make a version of the sauce that's pretty, that's really good. Because it's it's more or I less bet. the same as like cane sauce and. Um, Freshman year mm. at, in college, like my friends and I went to Raising Canes because like one a Raising Canes opened up on BU campus and it was like the, oh, yeah. big, the biggest fucking deal. It like it opened oh, up I've my freshman there. year and it was like I think it still is. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And the food there is like fine, but mm. then like the sauce every, everyone goes crazy for. It. And it's it's so it's like ketchup, mayo, Worcestershire sauce, and then salt and pepper. It's, oh. it's really simple. <laughs> there goes the Raising Cane sponsor. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm holding out for Polar. Yeah, that's fair. And if Polar doesn't want to, if Polar doesn't want to sponsor this show, then like, what are we doing? Topo Chico will step in. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Because they're they're everywhere. And yeah, they're they, they're trying to get a foothold here. Like it's not a Polar town. Yeah. And, you know, watch out, Polar. Like, I, I love you to death. Like, don't get me wrong, but, like... There's a new Chico in town. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. Exactly. But, yeah, so, like, I'm raising canes. Like, they don't have to sponsor the show. I'm not, I'm not attached to that idea. Yeah, especially, <laughs> especially if I'm revealing the ingredient. I'm sure they have, like, one secret ingredient that the, the manager of this raising canes didn't tell us when we asked what the sauce was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you think they have an NDA about the secret ingredient? Oh, I bet. I bet it's one of the because like there's a saying that like you know chefs never tell you the full recipe. Mm-hmm. You know they always leave like one like like a secret ingredient for themselves, uh, just you know to keep it their own. Mm-hmm. Or they like they'll like tell a different version to every person, so then if it leaks, oh yeah, exactly who, who did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I I've used that base recipe enough. Like, cause when I, when I make like chicken nuggets or like vegetarian nuggets at home, I'll like, I'll make, I'll whip that up 
and then but i'll add like i have an array like i bought one of the hot ones like season boxes so like mm-hmm. i have an like an army of hot sauces it's also really easy to like add flavors that way with like sure. a, like a dab of like certain hot sauces yeah uh, but like it honestly it like i mean it's also basically thousand island dressing with worcestershire sauce but it's good as hell you got to give it to him what's your favorite hot sauce Oh, um, uh, secret aardvark. Yeah, it, it has like a really good balance of like smoky flavor and like robustness, while also balancing that with like spice. Like I do want something with a. Uh, I have one from this. Uh, there's this New York-based brand called um, Queen Majesty that has a, b- a bunch of good flavors, and they also have some of my favorite like label designs. But they have they have one that's like red habanero and and coffee whoa that sounds crazy yeah and it's like really spicy uh on the like the spicier end they also have like a a a ghost pepper cocoa ginger one that's really good oh i love ghost pepper hell yeah yeah i the first time i ever had a ghost pepper like uh someone on my floor in in college like (laughs) because i was talking about how much i like spicy food uh, and he was like, "Oh, like I have a ghost pepper. You know, have you ever had one of those?" And I like I bit into it, and like ghost peppers have such a a long attack of like when the spice hits you. Mm, so it snuck up on you. Yeah, but it was like it hurt, but it was kind of great. I like the pain. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what spicy food's all about. You know, you're crying into your soup, but you're loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite hot sauce. I'm not really a connoisseur. I like yeah, it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I'm a fan. Watching Hot Ones has like I gotta I gotta give it up. Like great show, one of the best interviews around. But also like yeah. great way to get into hot sauces and like try different hot sauces because like like they have a new array every every season. Yeah, and they have like their their go tos, but it seems like like they like to swap out. At least a couple yeah. every season. Yeah, they rotate. And if you go to their mm. website, you can buy like a bunch of the individual ones, even from like prior seasons. That's so cool. If, if there's one that you like really fall in love with, they like they work with the with the brand because they have like a lot of independent like like smaller craft brands. Like like the yeah. hot sauce game is a lot like the craft beer game. Sure. You know, like the, it's a bunch of like small like local independent business owners you know once you get outside the big the big names like the the franks and the tabascos and the the sri rachas which are you know your like millers and and bud lights of of the hot sauces where it's like good analogy yeah like you know i'll 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 drink that in a pinch but i i do like to support like the smaller ones too sure but uh yeah no so I'll I'll credit the hot ones. They're doing a great a great a great operation over there. Much much like music. Too much of the big stuff or too much of the you need to you need to balance. Yeah. Speaking of which, should we talk about music more? <laughs> Word. Not that I'm not loving yeah. this. Maybe we should have a hot sauce seminar sometime. <laughs> well, I, I I tried I se- tried to segue <laughs> to the new Lava Girl album, and then we got we got sidetracked. We touched on <laughs> bug snacks and yeah, man, bunger. Um, all right, what was, the, what was the track that I? I mean, I I was digging all the tracks that I was listening to, but I think it was 
It wasn't Fangs. It was the one after Fangs. Think two times. I think oh, I, yeah, yeah. Or think twice, I guess. I don't know how. Yeah, you... yeah. We can say it like that. <laughs> uh, that that one was like a, when I was listening to it, I was like, all right, I'm going to, this, this track just ended. I'm going to have to press back and like listen to that one again. Uh, mm. Cause that, I think that was the one that like, there's a couple different sections that uh, you change up the tempo and I don't know. It was, it was a really cool journey. Thank you. Yeah. I must have like four different beat switches minimum in that song. Hell yeah. Yeah. It was just like, I don't know. I kept going. I was like, it's just not, it's not over yet. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> and then, like, I liked, I always liked the idea of, like, ending with the long, like, ambient synth. And so that just, like, felt right after the dancey section. Mm. Just kind of, like, diffuse the energy a bit. And, and it's, like, right in the middle of the album. That's where I'm going to place it. So I feel like Ooh. it'll be a nice little, like, break decompress a little and get back sure. into it yeah I, I always like that that choice of just like kind of diffusing the song uh as you put it especially when it's like really catchy and dancey it kind of like plays with my expectations as a listener where i like part of me wants to return to that catchy part and i'm anticipating the next part and then it's like it's almost uh, uh I hate that I'm about to say this, but it's like almost Lynchian where like you're, <laughs> you're like you're like waiting for like this payoff that kind of doesn't come, just sort of leads to the next thing. Sure. Mm. The plot thickens. I yes. Like yeah. I think just what jumped out to me from first listening and to, you know, to listeners to this podcast that don't know, what jumped out to me is that there's so much variety. Uh, you're a musician that's operated in, in, you know, a lot of different genres and modes, and also just in your performances can differ depending on who you're playing with. And I think that's something that people around here in Boston at least don't really do too often. I feel like we're very there's a lot of artists here who are great, who all all of whom I love. But I feel like genre is a very big thing here, and it's like kind of refreshing in a way to see someone just kind of paint with the, with the whole brush. So. Absolutely. Shout out. Yeah, I mean, like, why limit yourself? I think it's so cool when people explore different sides of their expression. And, like, in the past, I've tried to be like, oh, I got to be this one thing and focusing on this one sound. But it's mm-hmm. like, hmm, no, there's no rules, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they don't well, want yeah. you to know. Right. What makes it an album is that it's you performing on all of it. Yeah, and it, I still think there's like enough even running through. There's enough like oh, similar. totally because what yeah. you what you can do is like you can make an album that's like rhythmically and like genre wise like different types of like beats and and whatnot. But like if you use similar textures throughout, that's what really gives it like uh, like its own. That's what like re- defines the feel a lot more than genre, and defines the vibe 100%. of an album. Hundred percent. You know, like you have some really chilling but beautiful like synth no- synth sounds going on, like just very icy and it, like throughout the album that gives it like a very a very strong center. Even though you know, like a, a bunch of these songs sound different rhythmically and genre wise. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like I can't stop with the synths, and I feel like um, <laughs> that like kind of 
ethereal sort of haunting element, it does kind of tie the whole thing together. And I feel like that ties into some of the subject matter of the songs too. Yeah, I don't have like, because you just sent over demos, I don't have like some of the the lyrical content in front of me, but like what were some of the the themes and ideas that you were like trying to sing about while you were making these songs? I feel like a lot of it is kind of about um, healing yourself and mental health. Self-acceptance is kind of the big theme and like hope also, even though a lot of the songs are kind of melancholic, but it's it's kind of about recognizing all the different layers of life and yourself and just accepting everything that's there, not being only positive for the sake of positivity, like acknowledging the dark side of things sometimes, not shying away from the yin and the yang of all things, you know? Yeah, find a nice balance. Totally. And I feel like, you know, the production process is all about balance too. Yeah. Nice. I mean, <laughs> nice. Yeah, but I'm. T- <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to ask you, I know that you have signed to a new label and would love for you to chat a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm working with Every Deja Vu. They've been fantastic. Planning on releasing the album probably in the summer or maybe early fall this year. Got some visual stuff in the works too so i'm like super excited and ryan who runs the label has been so so great throughout the whole process so i'm really excited we love that what are uh have you started to to think about what the shows will look like around this record that's kind of under wraps at the moment still figuring Mm -hmm. things out sure i'm hoping to do lots and lots more performing this year and of all kinds, you know, yeah. whether it's um, tied to this record or just doing different DJ sets, mm-hmm. doing more ambient sets, noise sets. I want it all. Yeah. We got to rent out a movie theater and just we gotta do, do, it. do ambient sets. I was so for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I don't know if they still do this, but the, the Somerville Theater, there used to be a theater that you could rent out and like have private screenings of, of things. All right. Ambient night, baby. Yeah. So, sounds like we got to bug Alex Pickard about this. <laughs> get on his case. Yeah. Get a, get an ambient night going. Mm. We have to, we have to limit the show capacity to significantly less than the room capacity. So like if people want to like sit down and stretch out like sure. they got room to do that, I think it could be a thing. I think like yeah. advertise, like, yo, you want to come, you want to chill out and just like vibe, take an edible or two or eight and <laughs> just, you know, lie my, like, I wish we could lay down like turf, you know, so people sure. can t- touch grass, even if That'd it's artificial grass. Yeah. I, I am big have gotten big into the the touching grass actually you know what no i'm not big into the touching grass philosophy i want to touch plants but grass grass is like a weed that like a lot of places that are super grassy would do a lot better if they had a lot of other foliage going on yeah yeah 
Stop importing grass from all over the world just to make your lawn look all fancy like. When I found out it was like a, a Victorian thing, I got so mad because I hate the Victorian era. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I can't believe this is what we've kept from the Victorian era. <laughs> and not more gothic stuff. Yeah, come on. Seriously. <laughs> Where, where's the gargoyles? Please. I was Bring expecting gargoyles in my new apartment. Disappointed. So. Here is when I start talking about gargoyles, which again, if you have seen, please let me know. We're going to pick back up when we talk about indoor malls. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's been really weird seeing the, like, dumpy, kind of gross, but, like, fun mall of my youth turn into, like, <laughs> whatever it is now. The first time I ever went there, I was accompanying my roommate. It was like we lived in in like Upper Alston, mm. and he he was like, "I got to go to the Home Depot." And I was yeah. like, "Where where's their Home Depot?" And he's like, "We're walking." And we took one of the BU like moving like yellow bins that like the students move in with, mm-hmm. and like wheeled it all the way from Alston like over the Alston footbridge. That's crazy. Alston like in into you know, like down Western Ave, like into Watertown and went to Home Depot and picked up a bunch of, I think, plywood or something. I don't fucking remember, but it was like... They let, was, you, they let you push the cart into Home Depot too? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it was, what a, it was a wild time. Like, what a, what a crazy three hours that was. <laughs> and I was like, damn, so this is, this is it, huh? That's Watertown. Yeah, that's the place that 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 birthed me. And you know what? I'll be forever grateful to Watertown, Massachusetts, <laughs> for that. Shout out, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one thing I am sad about is the food court used to have the old scoreboard from the old Boston Garden and like some oh. of the parquet floor. It doesn't anymore. Where'd it go? I don't know where they where they took it. But it's not really a food court anymore. Now it's just like a bunch of restaurants. But like there's, it's like a weird thing. I don't know. It's like when there's like, it's like a gentrified strip mall. No more Panda Express. Yeah, no more Panda Express. Yeah, I've been like, I've been to the RMV and I'm kind of like. Oh, oh, that's the Watertown Mall. That's, that's oh, the one across right, the street. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That one, still still a dump. So, so like things, things, are, things are, are normal over there. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's like the smallest like indoor mall I've ever been to. Yeah, it's really it's really weird. You got an, you got the registry of motor vehicles. You have yeah. Is Best Buy still open? Like every time I find a Best Buy that's still open, I'm like surprised. Best Buy is still open, but like the part like the the entrance that's like part of the mall actually is blocked off. You have to like go outside and then walk into uh-huh. their entrance <laughs> for some reason. But the dim sum spot next to the RV, really good, by the way. Good to know next time I'm down there, which will be probably soon. Get but, some dim sum. Yeah. I mean, every time I go down, it like it's you know, it takes it takes like two two bus transfers for me to get there. Basically. Yeah. So I'm like, I might as well make a thing out of it. Mm. And that's why I'm sad, like the, you know, that Arsenal Mall is not as much a it's, thing. I could at least go to Dollar Tree. Yeah, like you can't walk around anymore. It's not like 
the stores aren't connected. You have to like walk out of each one and then walk. It's who wants that? Oh, that's ruining the whole mall experience. Exactly. You can't hang out because people, the people, the employees will rightfully be like, what are you doing? Well, that, that's what malls <laughs> like. I, for whatever reason, like malls have like, I don't know if you ever went as far south as the Hanover mall. But that was like the mall closest yep. to me back in the day. Yeah, I went to the Hanover Mall. They demolished that, and they're building basically another Derby Street Mall, like the one they yeah. have in Hingham. And so it's like, like that's still a mall. It's just like outdoor, like everything you have to go yeah. outside for everything. And I'm like, right, well, that sucks in the winter. Like, not that I, not that I love malls, but like, malls used to have like a like old school malls, like the '80s style indoor mall has like a certain panache that's just going away. Yeah. As much as it much as it's weird to look back on it and say like that's culture, but like that was an aspect of American culture growing up. That's like kind of going that's away. Gone. Yeah, yeah. Mall gods, but yeah. No, like malls aren't going anywhere. Like there's still like you know, but it feels weird to use the word because it feels like it's not it's not real. There's not, not as real, much not space mall. to hang out and not yeah stuff exactly. Yeah, like I I can't like. Like that, like as a teenager, you you just went to the mall. Like you didn't have anything to do there. You just like you just go hang out at the mall. You go throw pennies in the fountain or whatever. Congregate, but like, how how am I supposed to go hang out? Like, what I'm gonna go sit outside a Cold Stone Creamery (laughs) in fucking January in Massachusetts? That's the thing. Supposedly, spot they don't even have like benches there anymore. Too like it's. It's like entirely meant to like drive your car there, park your car, go to your one store, get back in your car, and leave. go like, in, who wants to do that? buy something, and leave. Sad. Yeah, what happened to the like? I need a place to commune. Yeah, I'm not saying I want to do that at like a like a center of capitalism, like a mall necessarily, but like at right. least it was at least it did represent, especially as as like a teenager, it did represent a place where I could go hang out with my friends. That wasn't yeah, like that what the... school. Right. Yeah, hop in a hurricane simulator, you know. True. We, we all piled into into my friend Jason, who owes me chili. We all piled into his, <laughs> his blue PT cruiser and hit up the Hanover Mall, but that's gone now. And I hate to be one of those guys that's like bemoaning, like, oh, kids these days will never understand the indoor shopping mall. But like, <laughs> they won't. You're absolutely right. You and that voice. All they know is shop online. Yeah, them and their sheen. <laughs> their fast fashions. They got they got sheen. They got they got all these gecks. You guys see you see all these gecks these days? It's just too many gecks. There's at least ninety nine no of them. <laughs> I've heard I've heard potentially even more. Yeah. I've heard up I've heard up to like a thousand, possibly ten thousand. Possibly, Gex. Yeah, when we were kids, we had we had Bob Hope, we had Johnny Cash. We had... <laughs> there were not enough Gex to go around back then. That's what I'm saying. We had to share Gex. We all we would all gather around the the television where there were three channels mm-hmm. just to see what Gex they had to offer these days. That's right. But the first Gex I saw were on the Ed Sullivan Show. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say we're on Zabumafu. <laughs> no, but shout out Zabumafu. <laughs> City's changing for the worse. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Sarah, never, 
Sarah and I were talking the other day, like, can you even think of, like, a coffee shop other than Pavement on Western where, like, people, like, sit? No. No. And, yeah, and I also feel, like, is it's much a, a Boston problem as I feel like there's some degree of, like, a, you know, like, living after, you know, a scary ass pandemic that like yeah you know people aren't trying necessarily trying to like commune the same way sure you know obviously there are risks attached to many people but like you know assuming that people take precautions which more people should you know mm -hmm. it's kind of sad that okay. like, there aren't as many places to just like freely commune and like uh, around boston it's basically like like bars yeah mm -hmm. you know i i, I love drinking but like i don't drink every i don't drink nearly every week you know so yeah. like justify right. like Same. oh if i want if i want to see people I, like i have to go to a bar right but yeah it's, you know that's that's why it's nice to have venue spaces mm -hmm. whether official or diy you know to have to host events and you know have people who are coming together to like hang out for the same reasons yeah you know, the not, vibe to good music. Right. Amen. All People coming together use. to not just spend money, but also if you should support bands, though, because it's harder than ever to tour. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you see, like, pretty established acts having to cancel tours yeah. because they can't afford it. You know, it, like, it it really is eye-opening to realize just how difficult it is to, to make a career out of music. Yeah, yeah. It's a labor of love. <laughs> a lot of labor. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Commendable. Anyone out there doing it, my heart goes out. Couldn't be me. <laughs> uh, are there any upcoming Lava Girl sets booked? Or are you still in the like production stage of like making this music? A lot of production stage stuff. Although I do have um, a booking for one of Disposable America's Tuesday Night Lives this spring. Hey. So, oh, hell yeah. Where uh, where do they hold those? It's all on, um, on Twitch. Twitch. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that'll be a good time. Twitch.tv backslash Disposable America. We love Dustin. A certified friend of the pod. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, actually, we should get Dustin on sometime. We should get Dustin <laughs> that's on. That's a different it's a conversation for another time. But <laughs> yeah, now that's recorded. Now he has to do it. Yeah. Or we at least have to follow up on that <laughs> idea. Well, that's great. Well, we'll definitely be tuning in. And we're excited to see what else you got cooking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you say like roughly when you plan on dropping this or? Yeah, probably, yeah, summer or early fall. Got some singles that'll definitely come out ahead of that. Awesome. So, yeah, more soon. And I'm just really excited to get this out in the world. We've got yeah. a lot more stuff cooking in the lab right now, too. In the lab. So, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I mean... I guess I don't have to wait to to hear this because now <laughs> I have a demo copy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be vibing have... a little more. That's that's one of the perks of this, you know, being music press is that like <laughs> advanced copies. That's <laughs> basically the only reason I do it. That and free shows. I... It's it's the the advanced copies of music, the free shows, and 
the uh, stroking of my ego. That's the biggest one, actually. <laughs> I'm in it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much of it going around. <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, I think I started doing doing music writing. You can't see this because this is a podcast, but I was I heavily rolled my eyes and did air quotes. <laughs> when I was like a, like a sophomore in college, I think is when I started like actually like emailing people I didn't know, asking to write stuff. And I remember my mom being like, "Does this stuff pay you?" And I being like, "No." And she's like, "So why do you do it?" And I was like, "That's a really fucking good question." <laughs> and, I, and I guess I've been trying to answer that question ever since. It's a great experience, mom. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think we've been going on for about two hours, which is yeah probably probably the the ideal amount of time for an episode. Cool. So cool. I say I say we we wrap up. Sounds uh, good. To me. I also gotta get ready to head to this show. Yeah. Word. Yeah, I gotta get my cat out of the basement rafters. He's been uh, dangerous. Oh my game. god. <laughs> he's been he's, like, he, he goes there regularly he's not just like stuck like he, he hasn't just no, been stuck no, no. there for this whole time and you're like yeah i'll get him i'll oh get him after God. the interview no <laughs> no he likes to climb up down there and hide because he's a weirdo but um <laughs> it's almost dinner time so i gotta go check on the boy can you can you send a picture of him that i can publish yeah. alongside when this episode comes out <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. He's very photogenic. Love that. Yeah, I, yeah, love a love a model cat. All right, but yeah. So, Lava Girl, thank you so much for coming by and talking to us. Yeah. About a variety of subjects. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been so fun. Yeah. Anytime, and you know, let us know when when the official date is for the music, and we'll uh. We'll be posting about it. We certainly will. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Our pleasure. All right. Well, with that, we can wrap up another episode of the saga that is the podcast by Austin Pudding.
Okay, y'all. Uh, Harry signing off from the podcast. I'll see y'all, or y'all will hear me. We we won't see each other, hopefully. Y'all will hear me next week when I talk to Fat Randy, which is a band. It's the name of the band. It's not just one person. I talk to two people, but they're actually both named Steven, which is kind of funny. But they spell it differently. So that's going to be wild, as you can imagine, by that description. Uh, so see you then.